Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. You give a welcome to Jeremy Gaines. All right, well, good morning, Power Place. How are we doing this morning? All right, so uh, as many of you know now, maybe you didn't know before PG just said so, uh, I'm the kids pastor here alongside of my wife, Priscilla, over there. Uh, so if you don't see me on a Sunday morning, that means that I'm in that room or this gym over here uh, where normally the, the sound you hear during the preaching that goes boom, boom, boom. That's us. That's our room. It's a party for Jesus every Sunday. Uh, and we love it because, like we said in the beginning of worship, we're going to be undignified in our worship. We're going to be undignified in the way we serve Jesus. Uh, and so this morning, I get the opportunity to wrap up this Fresh Fruit series. Uh, it's been an incredible series. Amen. How many of you guys believe so? Yeah, you guys have enjoyed this series? Yeah. Um, so we've talked about miracles. We've talked about signs. We've talked about wonders. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you guys about the tongue, okay? Now, you've heard about the tongue when it comes to stewardship, but this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, um, that prayer language, that heavenly language. And now, mind you, I know that as soon as I said the baptism of the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues, I guarantee you there are some of, you, some of us in the room that you might have shut down already. But I want to warn you because this morning, what God laid on my heart, it's something that not when, when it comes to the scriptures, when it comes to the scriptures speaking of speaking in tongues, there's, there's a detail that's in those scriptures that I want to point out to us this morning. And so if that's you, I just want you to be receptive to it. So are you guys ready to receive this morning? Not receiving from me, but receiving from the word of God. So if you have your Bibles with you, uh, just turn in the book of Acts. That's where we're going to start. Acts chapter one. All right. Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for the power and authority that it has. God, I pray, Lord, that you would open up our spiritual ears to hear, open up our minds and our hearts to receive. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would do the work this morning. God, I pray that it would not just be uh, listening to a man speaking, but it would be listening to what your word says and obeying it. God, we love you and we thank you, God. And it's in your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, I just want to focus on what PG also said. You know, here at the Power Place, we do exist to encounter God's presence, uh, to be empowered by his spirit, and that way we can engage with our world. And um, so this morning, that's what I want to focus on, is being empowered by his spirit. And so if you have your Bibles open, it's Acts 1, uh, verses 8. Verse 8, that's what we're going to start with. It says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now we're going to jump into Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And now bear with me because I have a lot of scripture this morning. I hope that's okay. Because here at the Power Place, uh, we believe in the entire word of God from front to back. We don't leave anything out. And you guys have heard that from this stage before. Uh, and it's the same. The same reigns true in the kids' room, okay? I don't, I don't preach to the kids the things that, oh, well, I think they'll understand. No, I preach the, the, to the kids the word of God because I know that they're going to understand. Because they're, they're a creation of God. 
just like all of us. Um, anyways, so Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, it says this, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, similar to this morning, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygeria and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belong to the Serene and visitors from Rome. Both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on uh, verse 13. But um, so, so far, how many of you guys have heard that, that passage before? Just raise your hand, yeah? Okay, and just, just a reminder, okay, last time I preached up here, now I'm a kid's pastor, so I like to hear some feedback, you know? I, I have kids raise their hand, I have them repeat stuff after me, so just bear with me if I have you do that, all right? Are we good with that? Cool? Yeah? All right, awesome. Uh, so, we, we've heard this story time and time again, and like I said in the beginning of this, as soon as I said the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, some of you guys were like, oh, no, that's, no, that's, that's weird to me, I don't, I don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm saved, but I don't, I don't speak in tongues. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, uh, you know, just, I'll just be saved and I'll come to church on Sunday and, you know, I'll read my Bible and stuff like that. Um, but tongues, it's just weird to me. I'm, 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 I'm over it. So let me jump back into verse 13. It says this, but others mocking said they're filled with new wine. Now what that is, is the spirit of unbelief. Okay, now when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to, um, you know, the miracle signs and wonders and tongues, all right, there is a spirit of unbelief in the church as a whole today. All right, you can see it across not just not not this church, okay, but across the whole entire church as as a whole. There is a spirit of unbelief that you need to take a hold of and break in your own life. So this morning, maybe you thought, well, he's just going to preach on Acts 2 and then and then I can go home and stay in my comfort zone. Well, <laughs> last week, and I know, I think this is the, the little clip that, uh, that uh, Brittany posted on the PowerFlace Instagram. Um, we, as, as Pastor Zay said last week, we don't care about your comfort zone here. If anything, we want to pull you out of it, okay, and get you uncomfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, that's when God can truly work because he knows you're vulnerable. All right? So this morning, let's get uncomfortable all right, let's get out of our comfort zones and let's, let's renew our minds, okay? Let's break the spirit of unbelief uh, that, that is happening. Um, so, as, as I talk about uncomfortable, I, there's, there's Sunday mornings uh, in the last month that, that we have been, you know, ending our service with 
not just a worship song like Monkey, because, you know, that's, it's fun and everything, but it's the monkey. Um, so we don't worship monkeys. But anyways, uh, we've just been ending our services with the kids in just our own praise, our own thanksgiving to God. Uh, I might lead them in a song, but there's a testimony that I, I didn't actually have my notes to share, but I just want to share it now because I want you to understand these miracle signs, wonders, and tongues are not just for the New Testament. It's not just for, uh, you know, the Bible times, as you might say. It's for here and now. It's for today. It's for your personal life. It's for your family. It's for your children. So this was a couple weeks ago, but we were just, we were just praising God in our own language, just, just pouring our love out on him. And, um, you know, and it was, it was an awesome time in his presence. And then later on in the evening, I got this text, uh, and I hope she doesn't mind, you know, me kind of putting it out there, but I got this text from, uh, Lauren Smack and she had said in the text, she said along the lines of Jeremy, I just want to, you know, thank you and Priscilla for what you do and all these things. But today during class, when you guys were all praying and worshiping at the end, Maverick came home and told me that he felt like, uh, speaking in tongues. And she said that he believes that he received his prayer language. Now, I want to let you know, that day we did not talk about speaking in tongues. We did not talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But guess what? When you pour out your love on God, it's just what happens, okay? Because the thing is, with, with tongues, it's your heavenly language. It's, it's like that, does anybody in the room, bilingual, trilingual, you speak more than just English. Just raise your hand if, if that's you, if that's you, okay? The reason you speak another language is so that you can communicate with people that understand it, right? Okay? Now, I'll just, I'll just be honest, okay? For our anniversary coming up in a, in a month, hallelujah, praise the Lord, uh, we're going to Costa Rica, all right? Now, yeah, now, I'm excited, okay? Because I, I, love, I love, you know, that, that culture. I love that food. And honestly, the language is probably the easiest for me to pick up on, but I'm not fluent in it. I've only picked up words from like my uh, roommate in college because he was Puerto Rican and then we would go to his grandma's house or his abuela's house, sorry, uh, my bad, on Saturdays and she would cook, you know, pasalios and oh my gosh, all these things for us. Um, so the thing is like when we, were, when we were sitting there at the dinner table, now this is like, my goodness, almost eight years ago. I sound old, but I'm really not. Um, we're, we would sit at the dinner table and they would be talking like in English, and then all of a sudden they would just flip into Spanish, and I'm like, whoa, are you talking about me now? Like, what's, what's going on here? So, so, so immediately I was like, okay, well, now I have the desire to speak in Spanish, okay? Because now I, I need to understand what your grandma's saying. Maybe, does she like me? Does she not like me? I don't know. I don't know the language. And so, you know, after that, like, I kind of tried to pick up on different languages and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so finally, you know, I, I didn't actually get into speaking in Spanish fluently, but I can pick up on words and I think I'll be okay in Costa Rica. Okay, babe? Promise. Anyways, the thing, same thing goes with your heavenly language. All right, you might come in here Sunday after Sunday and you hear us maybe even starting out Dream Team, maybe starting out our worship service, maybe in, in, the, in the end of the worship service today, we, uh, we started talking in our heavenly language. And you might be like, oh, I don't know what they're saying. What's, what's going on? Well, guess what? It, it's, it's not necessarily just for you. It's not for you. It's for 
our relationship with God. It's a way that like where English doesn't do anymore. Okay, it's, it's where we flip into our heavenly spiritual language so that we can communicate with the Father who is in spirit. And so he gives us that spiritual language. He, it's a gift. How many fathers are in the room today? Do you all want the best for your children? Absolutely. You want the best for your children. How much more, and the word says about this, how much more do you think your heavenly Father wants the best for you? You, and I don't have this again in the notes and I'm sorry there, Jack, you know, I don't, I don't have this, but like, you're not going to, you're not going to walk up in your house, you know, tomorrow morning and you know, that your kids ask for breakfast. You're not going to give them, you know, just like the Bible says, you're not going to give them a rock or a snake or whatever. You're not going to give them that stuff. You're going to give them what they're asking, what they're asking for. And it's as simple as that. You ask the heavenly father for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you receive it. Um, and so as I'm, as I'm preparing for this whole message and everything, uh, I know this isn't a stewardship message, but at the same time, it kind of is. Um, because a lot of us in here, if you have that spirit of unbelief when it comes to, and I'm not, just, I'm not talking about anything right now, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you have that spirit of unbelief, then what is your, what's your speech like? What, like? How do you use your tongue on a daily basis? Because when it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, it's not to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that I can be speaking in tongues. It's just a part that comes with being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, do you understand that? You want me to repeat that? It's not being filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can speak in tongues. It is just a part of that fact. So if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, what's your speech like on a daily basis? When you come in here on a Sunday morning, it's easy to say, oh, well, God bless you. Oh, I love Jesus. Monday morning rolls around. What's that look like for you? Do you wake up on a Monday morning and go, oh, here we go again. I'm just going to deal with my pain and everything that I was dealing with yesterday. I, I have no answers. I have nothing. And you find yourself having your identity in your issues. Um, you don't put your identity in the Holy Spirit. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit... He becomes your identity. He becomes the thing that you operate through, the thing that you speak through, the thing that you, you act through. <sighs> Sorry, I got into this fast. Anyways, uh, so if you turn with me to James chapter three, James chapter three, and like I said, this isn't a stewardship message, but at the same time it is because I want to just, I want to spark maybe just some hunger, maybe just some desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And so we're going to get into this. James chapter 3, I call it the tongue chapter because um, it talks about taming the tongue. All right, we're going to talk about taming the tongue also today. All right, so James chapter 3, verses 1 is where we're going to start. It says this, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Now I'll just pause. I read that. And I shiver, okay? <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, every Sunday, sometimes Wednesday, I, I speak into others' lives. So if, if I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit, if I don't have that desire inside of me, then how, what power am I operating out of? What, what, how, am I, how can I speak into your children if I don't have that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking about just relying on the initial filling. Well, my, that was probably back in 2013. I'm talking about a daily, daily, daily encounter. 
That's the heart of this house. It's not just coming in here. It's not just coming in here on a Sunday morning, getting your Jesus fix. It's letting Jesus fix you every day of the week, right? Like I am an imperfect creation, but he's a perfect father. And I know that he's going to make me look like his son, Jesus. So anyways, uh, anyways, all right, let's, let's get back into this. Verse two, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Verse four, look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. Uh, I want to stop there and focus on verse four. Uh, last summer, I'm out and um, I'm out fishing for the day with uh, Austin Poole. Right, he was on the drums this morning, did a great job. Um, but I'm out fishing with Austin Poole and... Uh, if you know Austin, he's an outdoorsman. So anything outdoors, he's got. Like, he's got everything. Anyways, so he has, he has a pretty decent size. Um, I don't know the technical term, so please forgive me. But I think it's like a duck boat, probably, because he hunts ducks with it. Anyways, um, but on the back of that, that boat, he had a small electric motor. And we were at a lake where you could only have electric motors. You couldn't have gas powered. You couldn't have anything like that. So... We're fishing. It's, it's a pretty large lake. Now, at this time, I'm just going to preface this with I had cut my hand like, like just per, probably two, three weeks before. Like, I mean, serious gash, like 12 stitches in my hand. So I was wrapped up, stitched up, and I was also fishing. Uh, yeah, my wife was really happy with me. Um, but anyway, so we're out on the lake. We're having a good time. And we're fishing, not catching anything, but like little two-inch things. And it's, it was a fun time. We had great conversation. And towards the end of the day, you know, he said to me, oh, do you want to you stop or do you want to go on to the other side of the lake? And I said, well, yeah, let's, let's go to the other side of the lake. And now, this little motor was doing a great job, all right, pushing both of us around this, in this pretty decent-sized boat. Um, it's crazy how small it was because it was pushing us pretty fast. But anyways, we went to the other side of the lake. Uh, to try to actually catch something that we could keep. Ended up not. And then, on our way back to the dock, the motor dies. Now, mind you, we didn't notice it going down to the other side of the lake because it was downstream. So we just went with the current, right? But as soon as we said, all right, we're done. Now we're going to turn around and we're going to go upstream. The motor decides to die. I have one hand that's injured that I can't put into water and I can't get wet. So why was I fishing? I don't know. But I, I couldn't get it dirty. So like, you know, putting the worms and bait on, I was like, you know, whatever. It was weird. But going upstream, our motor dies. And I wish I had like a video to like, it replayed in my mind this past week and I just had to stop and laugh. But going upstream, the motor dies. He has one paddle, one, right, right, Austin, just one paddle. There's two guys in. Now he's at the back of the boat trying to maybe see if that motor can start up again. But he has one paddle. He's going like this, all right? And like just one paddle is hard enough, all right? Two paddles are hard. One paddle is even harder. I'm in the front of the boat and I'm, I, I hope, sorry, Cameron, but I'm in the front of the boat like this 
and I'm trying to keep my hand up, all right? So that way, that way I don't get it wet or re-injure it or open the stitches back up. It'd be awful. So I'm like this, in the water like this, okay? <laughs> At the front of the boat, and I'm like, you good back there, Austin? We got it. We got, we're almost there. We were nowhere close. <laughs> so I say all that to say, on verse four, it says, look at the ships also. They're so large and are driven by strong winds. They are guided by, a, but they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. We were doing fine. Austin was guiding us along. We were going up and down the lake, up and down. And then the moment that, like when it counted, our motor died. Like when we needed it the most, when we were going upstream, it died. And some of you guys, you come in here on a Sunday morning and you, you look as silly as I just looked with, you know, one hand like this and you're like this in your boat. Why? Because you have no power. You're, you're out of power. So you come in here on a Sunday morning, you go into your place of work, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday, I don't know. You're powerless. And could it, could it be just because you have this, maybe you didn't know it before this morning, could it be just because maybe you have this spirit of unbelief in you that you're not tapping into the power that is available to you? Luke and Gabe and I, we went shooting last, uh, last Friday, and how dumb and how much would they have laughed at me if I showed up, fancy gun, you know, whatever, but I have no bullets, why would I go shooting without no bullets? Yeah, we, we, we support the Second Amendment in this church. Anyways, but, but, okay. But, again, the gun is the bigger part. The bullet is what, where the power is, right? Without the bullet, the gun is useless. I would say this. Salvation, that's, where, that's the starting point. But let me tell you this. Don't tell me, oh, well, I'm saved. I'm just, I'm just going to get to heaven and I'm going I'm I'm to be, be good. No, no, no. Then what are you doing with your life here on earth? If the Holy Spirit is not empowering you, like we're saying in our vision for this church, our heart for you guys is to be empowered by his spirit. If you're not being empowered by his spirit, what's your life look like? You could be saved and all that good stuff. That's good. That'll get you into heaven. Absolutely. But how are you operating on a daily basis? How are you speaking to your family on a daily basis? How are you speaking to unbelievers on a daily basis? Are you speaking to unbelievers? Are you asking God, God, give me a divine appointment today. Help me to share your love and your gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ with the world around me. Are you asking the Lord to do that? Or are you just sitting back saying, I'm okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna coast through this life. I'm, I'm gonna go downstream along with the current. Dude, the Bible warns about that. Anyways, so anyways, back to our scripture here. Verse five says, so also the tongue is a small member, yet boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being, tamed, being, no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people 
who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine uh, produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Um, you know, I, I know I have a lot of analogies. It's, it's the kids pastor in me. But, uh, you know, we have this lemon tree at home. It's like, it's like yay high. All right, it doesn't have lemons on it yet. We're waiting. Just, you know, it's a Meyer lemon tree if you guys really care about that. It's one of those ones that are fancy and you, you can keep it indoors and it'll survive. Uh, it's great. It doesn't have to be in Florida. Um, so we're growing this lemon tree and you got, you got to water it every day. Now, if at the point of it bearing its lemons, if it's like, if a banana comes out of the tree, I'm going to be like, what is this? It's not supposed to bear bananas. It's supposed to bear lemons. Uh, and the same thing comes with a Christian. You're supposed to produce the right fruit, all right? You're supposed to produce fresh fruit. Oh, there's banana up there. I didn't even know. Anyways, you're supposed to produce the right fruit as a Christian, and the right fruit being the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But again, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, how, can, how, do, you, how do you produce fruit on a daily basis is what I want to know. Um, but again, this is a lot of scripture today, but I want to let you know, okay, if, if the word of God is not enough for you this morning, then it goes back to what I initially said. It's not, it's not a me issue. It's not a church issue. It's a faith issue with you. All right. If, if the word of God is not enough, I'm, I'm, I'm not up here to say anything fancy to get you to believe, well, the Holy Spirit is real. I am just up here as a testimony of his work, a testimony of, of the, of the sacrifice of Jesus. And I'm, I would not have stepped on this stage if I did not know that I had the power of the Holy Spirit. I, actually, I wouldn't have been hired at this church if I didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. All right? Some of you guys, it, it's easier for you to hide behind closed doors. It's easier for you to just go day in, day out, and not even desiring the Holy Spirit, not even seeking after it. But I need to tell you, you're going to find, if you haven't found out already, it's essential for your life. It's essential for the Christian's life. Just like this Meyer lemon tree is going to bear Meyer lemons because I know that you can just smell it on the leaves. I know it's going to bear lemons. God is just waiting. And he has the water. He has the soil. He has the dirt. He has everything ready. Now he just needs your cooperation. He needs your faith, not your unbelief. Okay. It says in Mark 9, I don't think I have it for you guys back there, but if you want to turn to me to, with me to Mark 9. All right, there's a, there's a scripture in here that you've probably heard before, or you've heard it referenced before. Mark 9, verse 24. <clears throat> Sorry, we'll start at 23. It says, and Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Maybe that's someone in here this morning. And now I'm going to talk about salvation because honestly, maybe some of you guys come in here and you have the spirit of unbelief so heavy on you that you don't even believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. You don't even believe that this guy that you've never seen before could send his one and only son, Jesus, to die for you. But let me tell you, so you ask, you ask for me, like to me, what's the evidence of that? 
What's the evidence of that? Look to your right and to your left. That's the evidence of that. The, sa- the saving work of Jesus Christ, that's the evidence of that. It all comes by faith. So Mark, Mark, 24, Mark 9, 24, again, it says this. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, but help my unbelief. So maybe this morning it's something that like, maybe the, the, the gift of speaking in tongues, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, maybe it's all new to you when you stepped into this church. Uh, I've heard people say before, well, I, I'm not, I don't, I wasn't raised like that. I, that's not how I grew up. The fact is, you're, well, I hope not. You're not, you're still not wearing, you're not wearing diapers still, are you? Like, that's the way you grew up, but you're still not wearing diapers, right? It's a little quiet in here. Sorry. Okay. Maybe you guys are. I don't know. Sorry. All right. Um, But the fact is, there's, it's time for a change. Okay. It's time for a mind uh, shift. All right, it's time for not just a shift, but a renewing of the mind. All right, Romans 12, 1 talks about it. All right, if you want to flip there, you can. But I'm going to flip there because I have a lot of scripture. All right, so if you want to flip there, Romans 12. Talks about a living sacrifice. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. Kids, don't be conformed to this world. Teenagers, don't be conformed to this world. Adults, grandparents, parents, don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Again, without the Holy Spirit, how can you discern that? Without the Holy Spirit, how do you, how do you go on in your lives? How, 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 do you, how do you have that one-on-one time with God in the morning, during, during the afternoon, at night? How do you do it? I, I, w- I would love to know. But today, here's what, here's what we're going to do, okay? We're not going to rely anymore on how we've been raised. We're not going to rely on, on how how we've been taught. We're not going to rely on, well, this is what I believed for so long. How am I? By the renewal of your mind. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your mind is no longer yours. Your heart is no longer yours. The way that you live your life is no longer yours to decide on. You live your life by the word of God and that only. So this morning, talking about the the, the spirit of unbelief, we're going to break that this morning in Jesus' name. Because some of us are captives to our own mind, to your own ways of thinking without even realizing it. And so what you're doing there is you're stunting your own growth. You're stunting your own growth in what Jesus has for you. Like I said earlier, if you're a father, you're a mother, whatever in the room, you, you're not, if you have any sense about you, you're going to give your absolute best to your children. Whatever is possible in your own power, you're going to give the absolute best to them. I'm talking about just a humanly, human standpoint. But now as a Christian, as a son and daughter of the Most High God, and as a parent in that respect, you want the best spiritually, not just physically for your children. 
I love the fact that, you know, Lauren texted me that a couple Sundays ago. It, it made everything worth it. Made everything, like, forget about, okay, maybe, maybe a kid got one strike, maybe a kid got two strikes. Well, they don't get two strikes anymore, but maybe, maybe yeah, sorry, there's only one strike rule in Power Police Kids now. Uh, anyways, anyways, so, you know what, let's talk about that real quick. There's a one strike rule, why? Because I believe that we have the best children in the world in this church. I believe the potential the God potential for every one of your kids is attainable for them. So I'm going to hold them to a higher standard than just three strikes. Okay? So this morning, so this morning, God is in the room today. His Holy Spirit is in the room today. His tangible presence is in the room today. And guess what? You've been holding yourself at this, at this standard that's way too low to what God is calling you to. God is in the room today and he's holding you to a higher standard. He's saying, here, I have everything that you need for a successful life in this world. Are you, are, I'm glad that you're saved. I'm glad you have Jesus inside of your heart, but now there's more. So come get more. I'm not gonna go to Golden Corral and just get one plate of food. That's not what it's meant for. It's meant to eat more and more. And I'm not talking about the spirit of gluttony this morning, but it's for more, it's for more. This church is for more. This, this word is for more. When you're in the presence of God, it's because you want more. You're, I'm not going to sit in my prayer time and say, Ooh, Jesus, thank you for everything you've done. It's enough. I'm good. Hallelujah. And then be done. No, I'm getting on my knees because first off, I know that there's more for my personal life. I know that there's more for my marriage. I know that there's more for my ministry. I know that there's more for my life. So why would I just sit around day after day wallowing in my sorrow, wallowing in, well, I just, you know, the doctor said this and I don't know anymore and just, no, 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 stand on what the word of God says. Be empowered by his Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues because again, when you have that spiritual language, you can go even further than what your human flesh can. Romans 8 talks about it. It takes over in our human weakness and the spirit takes over speaking things that we don't understand maybe, but it's just that love language between you and God, a direct, direct language between you and God. I have one more scripture and then we're going to get into this altar call because I believe God's going to do some powerful things this morning. If you turn with me to Ezekiel 18, verse 30 and 32. Now you're probably saying, wait a minute, Pastor Jeremy, what? You're, you're in the Old Testament now. Tongues are, no, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to show you something this morning. Ezekiel 18 says this, Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, declares the Lord God. Repent, turn from your, uh, all your transgressions, lest iniquity be your, your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord. So turn and live. Can 
put that scripture back up, Jack. Maybe, maybe that's you this morning. You come in here and obviously you're not dead, but inside you might feel dead. First off, that's not the intention of God when it comes to a Christian. You're not supposed to feel dead and empty as a Christian. But it says, why will you die? Verse, 30, verse 31. Why will you die, O house of Israel? It says, make yourselves a new heart. Maybe there's someone in the room today, you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time. If we could all stand. Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The Power Place Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.